It's Eat Right Radio. It's all about eating right. Produced with the help of our friends at the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Here's Melanie Cole, MS. Breastfeeding is a natural way to feed a baby, but only recently have scientists begun to uncover the real health benefits for both baby and mother associated with breastfeeding. My guest today is Sarah Krieger. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist who's counseled hundreds of families as a nutrition consultant. Welcome to the show, Sarah. So tell us about the benefits of breastfeeding. Well, there are short-term and long-term benefits. So the short-term, and then there's the baby and the mom. So let's talk mom first. Uh, Short-term benefits for the mom would be once breastfeeding is established, less mess with bottles, right? You don't have to deal with bottles. You can just grab your bag and go. Easier at night because, again, you don't have to mess with the bottles. There is decreased risk of postpartum depression, which would be a short-term benefit because that usually happens within a couple months um, after delivery. For the baby... The number one benefit is the baby is in charge of intake. And since I counsel so many families for childhood obesity, this is my main message for for moms because we want the baby to develop lifelong eating habits and breastfeeding is where it starts. Then so, there are long-term, long-term benefits. Uh, the long-term benefits for a mom would be decreased risk of breast cancer. It's not a guarantee but it does help to prevent future breast cancer cases because we're basically using our breasts the way that they're meant to be, and that's always a positive thing. Also, for the baby long-term, decreased risk of type 1 diabetes, asthma, and even leukemia. So those are things that, you know, why wouldn't a mom want to at least try to establish breastfeeding right after the baby is born because there are short-term and long-term benefits. Now, do you think, Sarah, that this is something that mothers should really make the decision while they're pregnant, and is there any mm-hmm. pre-preparing that they need to do before they have their baby? Yes. A lot of moms, if they mentally tell themselves, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, they have a good support group, maybe they have friends, maybe their mother did it, uh, you can take a class. Usually hospitals will provide a breastfeeding class. You can meet with a lactation consultant. But the funny thing is that sometimes you forget everything as soon as that baby comes. Um, So with my three kids, my third one was actually what I would call the non-latcher. And I ended up using a lactation consultant in the hospital before we were discharged. And that was the best thing because she was able to show me positions that I never used with the older two. So you can have your expectations and be prepared, but just know that it may not go textbook every time. And that's okay. The other thing, too, is most hospitals will provide support groups. When I, after my firstborn was three, or, three to four days old, I went to that first breastfeeding support group, and I'm still friends with a lot of those moms uh, 12 years later. So that definitely helps, and especially for moms who may not have the male role model support or, you know, friends and a grandma that says, you know what, let's just give the baby a bottle. If you surround yourself with other mothers that are breastfeeding, sometimes that is the the number one support that a mom can have to keep going with the breastfeeding. So once they've decided this is something, they've talked themselves into it, they've decided that this is what they're going to do, then their baby is born. 
Is this a natural thing, Sarah? Is it something that just comes naturally? You said you had one non-latcher. You know, yeah. is it something you just take the baby, put them to your breast, and right away, boom, they go? Or do you need a little help, right. a little, you know, discussion about how and where? And then talk about the mother's comfort during it. Okay. So right after the baby's born, that the colostrum is the first uh, to be discharged from the breast, and that's that uh, that sticky, yellowish, full of antibodies that most moms are like, if all right, if least if I if I can do that, at least I I did the best part of the breastfeeding. That happens within 24 hours of birth. When the actual milk comes in, is usually on average not for everybody, but usually within two to three days after birth, and for most moms, myself included, I was already at home, so the milk didn't come in until you're home. One of my greatest moments, though, of the breastfeeding was, you know, when you're in the hospital and your baby has that first wet diaper, you don't really feel anything on your breast yet, but you, okay, you saw the baby sucking and latching, but did he swallow? Did he get enough? Am I able to produce enough milk? I don't see anything coming out of my breast yet because the baby is latched on. But then the baby has a wet diaper, and you're like, wow, I did that. <laughs> so sometimes just the act of seeing your baby swallow, even though you might not see breast milk all over yourself, just know that growth, wet diapers, messy diapers, that's the best way to see that you're you're giving your baby enough nutrition. A lot of moms think that they're not making enough milk, and it's a supply and demand issue. If you want to nurse, if you want to breastfeed, put that baby to the breast. That's the best way to have letdown so that the baby gets the nutrition. Every time a mom offers a bottle of formula, her supply will go down. And so, and if someone says, okay, I'll, I'll give the baby a bottle, you go out for a couple hours, uh, I'll watch them and, ha- and give them some formula, just know that if you can pump or express milk even on one side of the breast when the baby is on the other breast, that's, and then you, you can collect that milk, still give the baby um, the milk when you're not there, the breast milk, and the supply will keep going on and on. And how can you get Dad involved? What's the best ways? And give some tips for getting Dad involved. I was fortunate to have a great um, partner who was very supportive and especially in, in the in the nights. Dads, all they have to do is, you know, say, hey, here's the baby. <laughs> he needs to eat. So I don't know why more dads aren't involved because they don't have to do as much. You know, if they can change the diapers, take the babies for a walk, the feeding is up to the mom. Um, and it, like I said, when you're, when you're pumping and expressing, dad can definitely get involved with the breast milk in the bottle when mom's away. But personally... All three of my kids, I nev- I did not ever give the baby the bottle, only the breast. And so mom is the breast, dads and grandmas, they're the bottle of breast milk. And so that is one way that dad can get involved um, by encouraging mom to get some fresh air, walk around the block, go to the store, whatever, and then, that, then you give the breast milk in the bottle. Taking a class during the pregnancy also helps because dads may not, especially for the first child, Dads may not have any idea what does this breastfeeding mean. Um, So it definitely helps for them to understand that this is mom's commitment at least for a year. So what can I do to help? Oh, I can help with the diapers. I can help do dishes. But give mom that time to be comfortable, get her a comfortable chair to sit in. That's the support that dads can do. 
Sarah, we only have a minute and a half or two minutes left, but speak about some common breastfeeding challenges and the ways that mom can overcome those. I work for All Children's Hospital in St. Pete, and when I see uh, infants that are hospitalized, it can be very stressful, obviously, for the mother. Anytime a newborn is admitted to the hospital right after birth, mom has all these great intentions. Sometimes births don't go the way that we expected, right? So my number one tip for moms is stress will, will affect your supply, stress. So more than food, here's the dietitian saying it, more than food and water. So if you can get enough sleep, try to can, you know, manage the stress as best as possible, that will help the supply. There are awesome pumps that you can rent or borrow from a hospital or health department. So just look out for those in your area, especially if the baby is in the hospital. But there are definitely tools to use, even if the baby say has a cleft palate, there are special tools that you, I don't mean tools, tubes and different pumps you can use that the baby can latch on to the machine but still gets the breast milk. So fortunately, we're not in where we were hundreds of years ago. There are so many benefits for the baby and moms can definitely make it happen, but you have to talk to your, your doctor, make it happen before you're discharged from the hospital after birth. Thank you so much for listening to Eat Right Radio with our friends from the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well.